Hey, 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 y'all. It's Coach Deborah, and welcome to another episode of To Hell with Rejection. Okay, as usual, I'm here with my girl, LaVon, the love doctor. And y'all can see she running kind of slow today. <laughs> yeah, that was probably my fault because I think I messed up the intro. But it happens. It's okay. It's okay. We won't we won't reject me. We'll just love me, even though I threw her off. Probably. Right, Lamont? Yeah, as always. As always. <laughs> as always. We're rolling a little slow today. Um not not on our game like we normally is, but you know what? It's the best time to have the best show. It's kind of like, like when you go to the grocery store and you're just running into the store, you know, you don't care what you're looking like because you're trying to run in and run out. And that's the very time that you meet somebody because for whatever reason, men seem to be attracted to you when you just being you. Have you found that to be true? That's the that's a great reason for somebody being attracted to you. That's for sure. <laughs> the best reason that I could give a, the name for, for a per- person being attracted to me, I would rather for them to be attracted than to me, the real me, than to be attracted to an imposter or my impersonator. Absolutely. And it's so funny how much time we spend on trying to look a certain way when just being ourselves is good enough. Just like me. What I had before we even got started, I had to run in and get my lip gloss. And you didn't. Because what did I tell you before you ran in and got your lip gloss? I said, what? You, you said I look young already. What was what I done did? <laughs> I ain't do nothing. I woke up this morning and I looked like this. So why the need to put the lipstick on when I already told you that you look because my <laughs> really because my lips was dry. <laughs> oh, okay. All right, we won't make a thing. So right. I didn't want them to be. I didn't want them to get crusty while crusty. I was talking. <laughs> we don't want that. So we don't want that. <laughs> yeah, you know how you. Uh, I ain't gonna even say it, but you know how sometimes you see the white ring around the mouth. I... Yeah. Not attractive, not attractive, not attractive. But yeah, but there's a lesson in that. We are our best selves when we're just being ourselves. Absolutely. Absolutely. So with that being said, um, I wanted to go back for a second because you had brought something up the other week and you talked about the old origins, the, 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 the true origins of this rejection and you brought up the Adam and Eve and um, I wanted to touch on that a little bit because prior to the rejection of Eve, she was free. She was living free. And I want to talk about what freedom looks like, what it looked like then, what it looks like now, or what it's supposed to look like, which is what we're trying to attain to. So when Eve was made for Adam and God presented her to him, she was free. They were free. They were free. That's a good point, too. Keep going. 
I mean, they didn't have any, you know, anything to get them down. They didn't have any sorrows. They didn't have any worries. They didn't have any cares. They lived and was provided for freely. The same as we're provided for now, but we don't see it that way because we're work, we work and think that we do a lot of things on our own. Where we exclude God. Because it's my, 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 me, 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 I, I, I. Right, right. And one of the other things too, the big thing that did for me, so if you go back to Genesis, at the end of chapter two, which is after God had created Eve and presented her to Adam, it says they were naked and unashamed. So when I think about freedom, I think about being naked Naked and unashamed. unashamed. You know, free to be you. Yeah, you don't know what shame is. Right. Just like a baby is born. Baby is born and they, they just just fascinate me sometimes because they don't have a care in the world. They're caring right. for. And if we could see ourselves just like that baby, then maybe we can get out, out of our own way and allow God to do the work that he intends to do in us. Um, even though there was the fall. And the fall was just simply knowing what it's like to not be free. It's, yeah the knowing of pain the knowing knowing of sorrow the knowing of shame it's knowing all of these things and not only knowing them but feeling them which is back to the rejection again right because that's kind of ultimately what brought it on i mean you can go back and we can look at that whole adam and eve you know the whole um scenario with the serpent you know what we call the fall But even in the midst of, you know, Eve partaking of the forbidden fruit and giving it to her husband and him partaking of it, um, you still didn't have the shame at that point until, you know, after, after the, I guess the, 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 the moment after that. So there's still freedom up until that point. And, but then when that- It was still freedom until their eyes were opened. Were opened, right. Which led to, oh, now I'm feeling some kind of way. Now this negativity has entered in. Now I'm blaming somebody else for the negativity. I mean, she blamed the serpent and Adam blamed her. So now we have blame, we have shame, we have all of this stuff. And then ultimately the rejection. I mean, we have a conscience now. Right. We're consciously aware of our surroundings before there were no cares, just like a baby. And then even a baby becomes consciously aware of their surroundings. And how do they become consciously aware of their surroundings? By partaking in life. Just seeing, like seeing the mother for the first time. Right, 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 right. So we could, you know, life could, could totally have been like God wanted it to be, right? Because these things we would not have seen, we would not have heard. 
So if we look at our rejection and we look at, you know, we take it from, you know, our two experiences, which is back towards, you know, when we were first formed or conceived, then we're learning all of this because of, you know, what we heard and what we saw. It could have been so different if what we heard and what we saw was different, as opposed to the negativity than the positivity, so we would have formed differently. Well, it was, it's just the same thing. So it became a learned behavior. Right. What we see, what what our environment shows us is what we believe. And how many of us out there practices, you know, believe none of what you see and half of what you hear? Nobody, I don't think. We're visual. We're visual. Yeah. We know that is we know that is true because we see it. But then you think about, well, you you don't necessarily you see the spirit of God move, but you still don't see God. Right. But you believe so much so that that you see him. So what is the difference? Why make the difference? Um, that spirit of rejection. Why allow that spirit of rejection to say, I own you? Why give this, or right. how about why give the spirit of rejection the ownership of who you are right. versus what you truly know? Right. Besides but, the fact of being ashamed because of what other people think. Because we do have that choice, right? We have a choice every day to say, I'm 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 not gonna receive the negativity of rejection, or even receive the words of rejection. Just because they're coming at me doesn't mean I have to receive them. That, that's I, true. And I, I they convict you though. Mm-hmm. That's a whole another story. So you need to pay attention, but you need to know which is true and which is right. Right. Because I mean. Rejection sometimes, I hate using that word, but I mean, it is what it is. Rejection sometimes is a good thing because it leads us to make some changes or whatever, you know? And in a situation like that, it is true and it's necessary. It's when it's not true and it's not necessary is when it's a bad thing. It's a negative thing that we want to make sure we're not receiving that. Well. But then you put yourself in the when I the, the point of view I look at it from is the very person that you're born to. For example, mm-hmm. my mother, because she was a single mom. Mm-hmm. If that's the first thing that you feel, the first thing that you see, the first thing that you're able to consciously say that doesn't feel good or that hurt my feelings or the shame that may come from it how do you how do we tell children or of today or even the parents that have yet to have children of today um what not to do especially when their life has been based on nothing but what we felt or experienced i think i mean it's difficult to do that because i think Knowing what I know about why I had to go through rejection, it was all in purpose. So therefore you don't do anything. You you just 
you just flow. You just, you know, and so what comes out, comes out. And then God does what he does with it. Because even in that, as crazy and as hurtful as it was, there was purpose in it. Because we both know, looking at our situations right now today, we are so much closer to God than we probably ever would have been. I mean, I know I can, I can, I can look at the relationship I have with God and have had probably since I was eight years old, and know it's different from what my siblings have, and we grew up in the same household. Well, you had to get closer to God than they did because you didn't have any friends. Exactly. You know, so I didn't, I didn't have that relationship with, you know, with my, my parental relationship. So right. I, you know, went to him for the parental. I don't I didn't go to God for the parental. I went to God for friendship. I went to God because. He for me and I, I say he and I lose that mm-hmm. use that term loosely because he's spirit or it's right. spirit um i i was the only child for eight years so i didn't have anyone to talk to except for adults and you know back when i was growing up when the adults were talking he was in a whole nother room right was silent right okay? mm-hmm. because you'll be chewing you'll be having your teeth for dinner if you <laughs> wasn't okay so then on top of that i have a i had i was born to a teenage mom what does she know about rearing children? Right. Except for what she saw. So you can't, bl- I can't blame my mother for the things that happened, but they came from her. So the blame was put on her in the beginning and all the way up until I was 32. And I had to realize the, the things that took place that gave her the ideas and the, the, the way that she felt. I mean, I would, who's to say I wouldn't have felt the same way. Uh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. My experience is the same. I mean, once I grew up and became a mother, then I could look back at my situation differently from a different perspective. Cause I'm, I'm looking at it from a grown woman and a mother and a, you know, having been a wife from that perspective, so yeah, same thing. It's like, okay, you got a lot going on. You got a lot of kids that you had to raise. You had, you know, working two jobs, all kind of things going on. So yeah, a lot of that, you know, you look at it from a different perspective. You understand it and know that, yeah, I probably would have done the same thing in some cases. Now, some of it probably not, but still, I know that there was purpose in it. You know, from from a spiritual perspective, that would not, my life would not be what it is if 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 that had turned out differently. But as a child, you don't know that. You as a child, you do not not put two and two together and say, "Well, I'm going through this because God (laughs) and He's called me to do great things." So yeah, I'm going to be all in for God because (laughs) that's not that's not reality. For no. a, a five, six-year-old. No. A five, six-year-old is, why don't my mama love me? Love me. Right. Why she treat me different than she treat the rest of them? Right. I was the only one. So it was oh. just, why don't she love me? Right. I, I didn't have, I have an older sister, but that's my dad's side. Right. But my, my oldest sister was even, 
she even rejected me. Like she's like she said, if I couldn't stand to look at you and I was just your sister, can you imagine how your mom felt? Yes, she really. And I just I paused and I was just like, I never thought of it from that point of view. And so my so my older sister got me to thinking about <clears throat> what my mother felt and how yeah. her mother rejected her and how it was just rejection on top of rejection. So right. what else could she do? What else could she show me except for what she knew? Right. Yeah. So yeah. there began the he- my healing of, okay, I can forgive her because Lord, she knows not what she does. Right. Yeah. And that's how you get to that place. You know, we know hurt people hurt people. And when you understand that, then you can see it from that perspective. And you can have the grace and the compassion, you know, but we had to grow into it. Right. And it's a constant, (laughs) it's a constant growing into that. You know what I'm saying? Because even though you can, you can, you know it, it still doesn't minimize the hurt sometimes when you're hearing the words or the actions or, you know, seeing the actions or whatever the case may be. Um, It still doesn't minimize it. I mean, you understand it. But hurt, you still hurt. Minimize. It, yeah, you try to forget everything about it, but it still comes up in everything that you do. And every, for example, I mean, we think about where are we going? You know, what is our purpose? And you still come back to that same thing. But my mama said what makes that true although you know that it's not fact you know that it's fiction but my mama said right and so how do we undo our mental Mm -hmm. in order to match what we know spiritually spiritually yeah that's definitely that that renewing of the mind that that constant you know, staying in God's presence and, and hearing Him love on you and teach you and, and, and getting to a place where you trust Him so much that you just choose to believe Him. You know, just choose to believe Him. And, you know, which which He evidences by what He's done, what we've, we've seen Him do. I know that it was a few years ago, even though I had come through a lot of the rejection I was still you know I knew in my mind at that point that okay I'm not rejected I'm not unworthy I'm not unlovable I know this but I hadn't gotten to a place where I just fully accepted what that meant that that now meant that I could have love I could have somebody that you know really wanted me and was excited about loving me and it took God saying, and Jesus saying, and Holy Spirit saying, literally, we died for you. You know, I gave up my son, God said, for you, my only one. I, I died for you, Jesus said. Holy Spirit said, I'm living in your sin, sinful body just because I want to be there, you know, to help guide you through this life. So why would we do all of that? if you were not absolutely worthy of it. And that was the thing that 
stopped me in my tracks and was like, all of that is a big doggone deal, you know? And so I have to pay attention to that. I can understand that. And, and you know, that began the acceptance of it. Even as, like I said, in my head, I knew and I could read words every day that said, you know, how wonderfully made I was. I couldn't receive it until we had that conversation. And I chose to accept that they did a big deal for me. So now it made it real because they had shown evidence already by what they had done that, okay, I was I was pretty special to them. And, and being pretty special to them mean I must be pretty special or can be pretty special to somebody else as well. I think that we all can. And like you said, it's about accepting it. One thing yeah. that you did, um, that some of us, I mean, there's things that I accept. I, matter of fact, I was talking about this yesterday. There's things that I know that I know that I know and my mm -hmm. belief cannot be shaken. Mm -hmm. And there's things that I know I don't know that I know that I know because right. I can technically believe something else just right. based on my experience what I've the shame that I bought on my own self based on some of my own behaviors mm -hmm. and basically ignore that gift ignore the new mercies and new grace that's given to us on a daily basis we are given the ability to start fresh or a new daily and we don't take hold of that because we always hanging on to what yesterday offered and yesterday mm -hmm. is gone mm -hmm. so i i don't proclaim to as as um Paul would say, I have not taken hold of it yet. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but I do understand purpose. And I do understand being put in a in a fiery furnace mm -hmm. and coming out unscathed. Unscathed. Not smelling so like because of those experiences and because of my friendship with God because mm -hmm. of my relationship with God because that was my only go-to um I did, was a little girl I didn't know yeah. if God was real or fake until he spoke to me and now nothing in the world could ever change my mind about that right. because it's something that I know but what about those that don't get that conversation what about those that don't hear that voice? What about those that don't don't believe? Because they've had so many hard times. Mm -hmm. I'm not just looking to to heal myself from rejection because I have the tools. Or excuse me, I have the tool. I have my belief. Right. But what about those that don't? That is the question of the decade. <laughs> Yeah, it is. How do we help them? How do we help those that don't? How do we yeah. help those that don't see the the dignity that we have been given, the love that has that comes with our birth automatically? Mm -hmm. Because 
he didn't have to choose for us to be here. He could have just took us out all together. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. And I think every day that anybody has on this earth, they have that opportunity to find that same relationship with him that brought us to this place. Because I know apart from my belief in God and in my acceptance of Jesus Christ and, and receiving the Holy Spirit after that, I don't know that I would have because I know the day he said, trust me, I'm going to bring you out of this. You know, the day I was like, I'm at my wit's end at probably seven, eight years old. And I'm like, I just don't understand why this woman treats me like this. And to hear his voice, like you said, and speak and say, it's going to be okay. Trust me. And then to just walk through that trust year after year after year after year and have him pull me out of that. I don't know that I would have come to that without him and without ex- having accepted Jesus Christ. I don't I don't think I would have. See, now there's there's even a difference there. God mm-hmm. spoke to you and said, trust me. Mm-hmm. God spoke to me and said, no matter what, I'll always catch you when you fall. So the difference is, even though he's saying in that, you can mm-hmm. trust me. Mm-hmm. At the age of seven, I don't know how to, I don't know how that looks. It, I just knew that he would always catch me when when I fail and he's always there. So trust was built but it wasn't built based on the words. The words were different. And there's power in words. Yeah. Oh, so, so your trust is solid. You know, it's unmovable, unshakable. My knowing that he coming for me, mm-hmm. even though it looked like it, is mm-hmm. solid. It's solid. Well, he spoke but the words. Yeah. My trust is not always as solid as my knowing. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. It he is, and it, it seems are. like it's a. It, it seems so like it's, it's an oxymoron. Thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And 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 I would say this, cause cause he all meets us. He meets us all where we are. And there is no one way of getting there. There is no one time of getting there. We all get there when we're supposed to get there. You know. Um, and there's no right or wrong about it. You get there when you're supposed to. And so I would say that at this point, you are now aware of the difference between the two. So perhaps that's setting you up for that next phase of trust, right? Because you, you got to know something before you can even get to a place of trusting because you don't know what you're trusting. You, you don't know who you're trusting. You don't know what you're trusting. So there has to be a buildup of that. Mm-hmm. And throughout the years, it was a buildup of trust. Because, I mean, if you think about it, why didn't he just get me through a rejection in that first day? Right. It had to be a buildup of the trust of years and decades of building trust before I was even ready to come out of rejection, right? So it's a it's a phase thing. It's 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 a process over time, and he meets us all where we are, and he takes us through that process 
as he does, as you know, as he can for each one of us. So we all get there, but we get there in our time because of who we are in our makeup. And it's beautiful that he spoke different things to us, but he spoke to us where we were. Right? Okay. Right. Okay. And he said the process where we I are. Was a, I was a kid. I could understand. I'll always catch you. Mm-hmm. No matter what. I mean, at the time I was having this dream that I was always falling out of the sky. Oh, wow. And I was, I would be scared. And, and hence the reason why I'm still afraid of heights. Um, I have no idea why it was always that dream falling out of the sky and I would always land in God's hands. Mm. But that was a way of, I understand it now, of building trust. Building trust, yeah. Then it was a comfort. Right. No matter what was going on at the time, <clears throat> whether I was crying, upset, mm-hmm. depressed, down, whichever word you want to mm-hmm. use, it was always those conversations that kept me going. Wow. They continuously, I mean, I would, co- I would come and get on my hands and knees and cry and say, why, God? Yeah. But you know, just like I have said, and today is one of the things that I say, though you slay me, yet I trust you. Yeah. And sometimes I don't, and sometimes I even have to turn around and say, but God, please help my unbelief. Right. Yeah, I think it's interesting. I remember where I was when he came to me. And so at shit interesting, we were on the same age. At at that time, I remember what I had learned already was that I couldn't trust. So it's interesting the word choice now because I remember um when I was oh I had to be about three maybe. I remember my older sister, she um she got into brownies and I wanted to be a brownie. And my mama said, wait until you turn. I think I had to turn five. So my little self waited. And when I turned five, I said, okay, now. And she was like, yeah, no. So I had learned not to trust what people say. There was promises. You can't trust them. You know, by that time, I had gone through several iterations of, yeah, we're going to do something. And then no. Yes, I'm going to get you something. And then no. Right. So I had learned to distrust. So it's interesting that I was at a place of not trusting. Therefore, he spoke trust to me. You were at a place of, you know, hey, I need you to always be there to catch me. So he spoke that to you. I was in need of being caught. (laughs) I was an only child, you know, I was in my room combing my baby doll's hair. Matter of fact, my Barbie head on my knees crying asking god why doesn't she love me i mean ball yeah yeah and and i remember it like it was yesterday and so to have those memories so vivid when there's things that i can't girl if you ask me what i wore yesterday i have no idea (laughs) you know but it doesn't mean of course the meaning is not the same right so it's just one of those things that you go through and you pray every, I pray I don't know about anyone else but I pray on a daily basis to be able to move past 
um, the things that, that continuously try to keep me bound. But then at the same time, this is what I know. The only reason that you're after me anyway, because I must be called to do something that is so super great, super fantabulous, that you're trying to keep me at my wit's end. You want me to lose my mind. Absolutely. You can't have that because it's not your, it's not even mine for me to give. And, And look, and that's the reason why he attacked us when we were young. Because he wanted to kill it in its infancy, kill it before it could even. We start. Just too, we was too, I was too hard headed to let that happen. <laughs> I certainly was too hard headed and stubborn, <laughs> as they called me. <laughs> but look, I was. Re- they called me rebellious. Oh, rebellious! Okay. Yeah, so I was rebellious. I, I was think stubborn rebellious. is the same thing, isn't it? You ain't I trying to. So. Ain't trying to go nobody else's way. <laughs> That's the same thing, rebellion, stubborn. I think that's what they call in the country, stubborn. Is you ain't trying to go if they, said, if they said I couldn't, I could. You could, yep. yep. I did. Yep. And See, then there were some things I did that I shouldn't have done. And I realized that I should have rejected that just like they rejected <laughs> But I didn't know no better, so I couldn't do right. no better. <laughs> so, yeah, so I mean, you know. We learn that, I mean, I think we all have the same experience, God meeting us where we were at the beginning, even of that rejection, you know, early on and just saying, hey, I'm with you in this, however way he said it, um, that he met us where we were, because again, that proves he knows us and he loves us. He met us where we were and has been in that with us and, and has been, you know, bringing us out every day of it, even though it seems like it's taken forever, but he has brought, he is bringing us out. And to get to the place, you know, and I, we talk about this all the time, you know, I've told you several phases of coming out of rejection is not a one and done. Um, I can say I'm through that first phase, but I'm still not all the way through that. But the freedom, you know, just talking about the freedom of before the fall, right? Even before the first rejection, it's it's absolutely the most wonderful thing in the world, you know, to just know it's okay to be you and not having to always think about, you know, am I going to be accepted for being me? But just like it is what it is, whatever. And knowing that that truly is on the other side and finally seeing the the other side, you know, and not just, you know, on the horizon, but stepping foot on the grass on the other side and saying, oh, this is real. God did do what he said he was going to do 50 some years, 40 some years ago. (laughs) It's absolutely. (laughs) It doesn't. um like you said there's phases to it so now I'm at the phase of being pissed off I'm I'm at the phase of being angry like all of all of this is not for not but it's for not because mm-hmm. I don't mistreat people but right. the reason I don't mistreat people is because I was mistreated so I had that quality had to be a right. part of it right so and and of course, I shouldn't be pissed off because I got all of the 
oh, what word do I want to use? I got all of the gems that came from mm-hmm. being let down, let go, rejected, misguided, turned around, upside down, whatever. Uh, along with depression and anxiety mm. and all kinds of things. Yeah. So battling all your life is can be exhausting. So instead of battling, I didn't give in to rejection. I just got mad and said, I'm, I'm going to fight back. Right. So I fight back with what I know that's true. Absolutely. I fight back with it not accepting it. I don't accept it and I don't like it. And I'm okay with being mad as hell about it right now because tomorrow I'm going to laugh in your your face. <laughs> it's, a, it's a righteous anger. You know, we should get mad about it. You know, because that builds up the, it, it builds up the strength that we need, the courage that we need to fight it because it is wrong and it should not happen. You know, and that's the thing that's going to carry us to, to helping others is when we see it, because now it's so evident. I think I just have like a, I'm uber sensitive to it now, more so than I was last year when, you know, I finally took that first step out. It's like, oh my gosh, I can see it. It's like a magnet now, right? And I think God gave me that because, I mean, that's part of the purpose of what we're doing. So you gotta be able to recognize it in order to be able to, you know, help somebody else through it. So it's so very easy and evident right now. But yeah, that anger has to be there because otherwise we just sit there in it. And we're angry at ourselves, um, but being angry at that spirit that's bringing that to us, yeah, we need to be angry at that spirit. That's how we're gonna get out of it a lot quicker is getting that anger and not be the victim, but be the victor, you know, being, being that warrior, you know, letting that anger make you that warrior to 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 fight this thing and, 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 and say, to hell with that. I know the truth, you know, and truth being that sword. I know the truth. I'm, I'm not receiving that. I'm going to cut through all those lies and not receiving it. And, and I'm, I'm going to fight it with the truth. Because as the word say, truth sets you free, right? Literally. Make you free. Make you free. Literally. Yeah. So you you have to get out your own head in order for that to take, to transpire. And Mm -hmm. instead of cowering down to what you hear. So the difference between me and someone else would be, it pisses me off. So yeah, you're not going to get too far with it anyway, because I don't already turned off. I don't turn the volume completely down and I'm no longer listening to you and trying to maintain my sanity and not cuss you out because I'm still human. Okay. Um, Let's be clear. I'm not. Listen, I'm not too saved and sanctified to let somebody know exactly where they can go. Okay. So I just got to be honest with my, with the the listeners and myself. No, no, no. You know, I, I don't. I'm not going to succumb to this situation, and it just seems so weird that it's just like ever since we started this, it's been coming back to back to back to back to back. Mm-hmm. Last week we were off topic on on kind of sorta on the on the call because 
I was angry, but I was excited at the fact that you know you plan with ch- you playing child's games. I, I ain't got time to play with nobody else's kids. Okay, child, this is not what you want. It it took that to that situation to put me in a in a place where before I cared. Now I just don't give not two wooden nickels. You can't even rub them together and get a spark. Get a There's spark, just no please. way. <laughs> so what you want me to do? Bat my eyes at you? Because I'm good at blinking. You know what I'm saying? How many times do I need to right. blink? You to understand and all of that is growth. Yeah. That's all that is coming out of it. Because you see it differently versus before, you know, we will, we will let that trigger you know, that button would have gotten pushed and triggered something and we'd just gone off. Mm-hmm. Versus now with, oh, wait a minute. Not only do I recognize it when I see other people going through it, but I more easily recognize it when somebody is trying to take me through it. And now I can look back like a grown, mature woman who understands better and handle it differently than I did before, right? You know better, you can do better. You can do better. And so all of this is about going through the process of coming out of rejection so you do know better. You do recognize it and you can do better about staying in character, as I would say. And it's so much easier. (laughs) (laughs) Because you always ask me, did you stay in character? It, it was a struggle, but I stayed. Okay. But you did. I did. I stayed with my eyes this big. I stayed with my teeth clenched together. I stayed with my eyebrows up. I stayed with my, you know what I'm saying? With my mouth first. I stayed. That's it. That's all we side iron. I stay. That's all. It don't matter. You stay. You stay. You stay. In character. In character. So hey. You, know, you get me every time with that in character thing. Did you stay in character? That's the first word that comes out your mouth. Those are the first words that come out your mouth. I be going to say I don't want to stay in character, Deborah. That's where your power Deborah. is. That's where your power is. That's but yes, I stay. That's where your power is. As soon as they can get you out of character, they got your power. Well, we ain't letting them have that. No. no. So I don't give up my power easily, no, but I promise you, not. the human in me wanna tear my new. Okay. <laughs> hey, I'm just being honest. I just wanna be honest about it. Cause I mean, look, I, I know they didn't expect it. I mean, they, I've been nicey nice for so long. Hello. Now you want me to continue to be nice? Mm-hmm. And I already know what they're trying to do. They, mm-hmm. Gaslighting is rejection. Yeah, it is. Okay. And is. how often I'm gaslighted, I, I mean, at least once a day. Oh, my goodness. And I, have to, I could be doing something. It'll stop me dead in my tracks. And I have to talk to myself. You know how um, I don't remember that church song. Sometimes we got to pray over ourselves. Right. I, encourage I, I start off praying over me. And then encourage I, yourself. I, listen, I start off praying over me. And then I turn around and I pray for their safety. 
Okay. Because you're not going to keep, I'm not going to keep fooling with you now. No. Somebody going to get hurt and it ain't going to be me. No, nah, but you're learning new ways of doing it. Same thing, just new ways. New ways. That, that nose flare like. I see. The old ways work too. <laughs> not so much. I'm just not so much. <laughs> the new ways work so much better because when it's done, it's done. The new ways are more mature, I will say. They are. They are. They are. They are. So on that note, I think that's a good place for us to end. It's reminding ourselves and everybody on the on the call that's you know listening in, looking in, that so we always gotta keep that power. We always gotta, you know, not let the enemy take any power over us, not give up any of the power because he can't take it. We can give it up you know, by what we do, or we can keep it. And if, as long as we're keeping it, then he has no power over us. And so eventually he will have to flee, because that's just how it works. That's so, exactly. Yes. So you that, know what I find interesting, just mm-hmm. really quick, before you mm-hmm. end, mm-hmm. is the the attacks be one behind the other. Mm-hmm. And I, I, could, I could see, it's like I can hear the tantrum that's being thrown. Like, look at this. She just won't give in. No, I don't know how to do that. <laughs> All I can do is keep fighting. Okay. Even when I say that I'm going to stop. No, what I'm going to stop fighting is the fact that you can't even touch me. I'm going to stop fighting that the fact that I know that you can't even touch me. Right. So I'm going to leave it at that and let you right. go ahead on with your nonsense. Right. Yep. Stay in your truth. That's the other thing. Stay in your truth. Absolutely. Amen. So if um, you guys want to leave us comments, got questions, um, feedback on the show, we would welcome it. And we will talk with you next time. Love you, like you, mean it. Bye. And to hell with rejection.